Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye. And I'm R. Neville Johnston. And uh, Mary is away this evening. And uh, I'm going to do a show on the subject of well, a lot of different subjects. So let's just call it a galactic education ever so briefly, but we do have a lot to say. So, yeah, yeah the beginning point. Uh, it's my ambition on this planet at this time to reinvent the language that we speak uh, to allow us to better comprehend absolutely everything as love. Uh, in the past few shows, I've been talking about comprehending love. There's, there's no way to do it in English. The, the, it bounces. Uh, whatever language, it doesn't have to be English. Um, the entire of our planet is bipolar, uh, meaning that every language has a way to express good and a way to express bad. And as long as we're conflicted that way, uh, it becomes not as possible to create ascension. But I'd like you to start this program by asking your heart to feel the possibility that you as an individual could indeed ascend, could indeed hold a higher frequency on a regular basis, could indeed do away with lower harmonic resonant nonsense uh, vanishing these relics, these artifacts of thought, um, even feeling insecure will generate emotional patterning that will paralyze your ability to consciousness, uh, to shift consciousness. And so it is entirely probable uh, that we will outgrow fear, doubt, worry, guilt, um, and the rest of those things uh, in that frequency. Um, uh, greed, need, lust, uh, all of these things. I keep finding the back of my head saying, you know, where you come from, everybody loves everyone. What in the world is this nonsense? And I recognize that part of me. Um, we humans, the last, well, let's conservatively say, thousand incarnations that we've turned in have been love it, hate it, 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 I'm dead. I'm reincarnated. Love it, hate it, love it, love it, love it. I'm dead again. I'm going back in there. Love it, hate it, love it, hate it. Dead. Okay. It's boring. Are you with me yet? Do I have to repeat this? You understand? This back and forth, this flopping like a fish on a deck, bipolar, the human race is bipolar. Okay. And our language super enforces this. Okay, why would that be? Well, because it's a slave language. As long as we're battling dragons and expecting angelic intervention, we're not doing anything. And we are all perfectly capable of being evolved beings. It is not at all difficult. So, uh, the book on um, self-empowerment, which I've talked about a lot because it was a very advanced book. I, I started reading it again. I went, oh, yeah, I remember that. Holy cow, wow, this thing's amazing. Where did this come from? At, pardon me, yes, this 11 self-empowerment protocols. There it is. Okay, now in this book, well, the, the first protocol is the idea of you're getting a hold of yourself and stop pretending that everything's against you. And so first thing in the morning, every morning, instead of leaping out of bed 
uh, in an absolute electric strike of guilt, which is what gets you out of bed these days, choose to get out of bed and claim your power. That, uh, by the way, who's creating your life? I can remember years ago when you would say to somebody, and I did this so many times, what percent of your life do you create? Now, over many years, I stopped asking that question because people would parrot back, I create 100% of my life. And then for a while I asked, what percent of your life do you realize that you create 100% of your life? And then they'd hang their head because they're guilty and go, not very much. Knock this stuff off. Get with it. Awaken. When I count to three, you will wake up. One, two, three. This is not difficult. You don't have to watch television. You don't have to um, be a slave. You don't have to do any of these things. And have to is a bully speaking, so thank me for forgiving me. Because what you can do is recognize that all is love. As I said, the language doesn't give us much grace in that particular patterning. However, we're going to change all that. It's very easy to do. Right now, we are held uh, paralyzed by guilt. Guilt. Um, anyone who is resentful is guilty. Of, so they feel guilty about something. There is no is guilty. Guilt isn't even real. The reason you can tell it's not real is that it's a black hole. It just drains everything. It doesn't provide anything. Uh, it's, it's polar. It has one pole. It just takes life from you, like a vampire or whatever those things are, people that uh, steal energy from other people. That's what guilt does. Uh, as I said, it's outlined in the book, How to Get Over get over guilt, but understand that guilt turns into resentment, and resentment is always fostered by um, this concept of being a victim. So for the millionth time on this show, I'm going to introduce the idea that we live in a world of free will. We've been sold a bill of goods, and we don't even know that we have free will. We don't even know that everything that happens in our life is our idea. And most of all, we don't know how intimidated, how held back, how suppressed we are as a group. So what can I do about it? You can change. My God, no, anything but that. Yes, change. No, I won't because I'm too afraid. Yes, good. Again, fear, doubt, worry, and guilt generate emotional patterning that paralyze you. Well, how do I stop that? Well, love. Oh, God, no, not that. Yes. Really? Yes. Mm. And how is that? Well, on this show, ask perhaps a thousand times, if money was nothing, no money, and you got up in the morning, what would you do? Why, quite naturally, you would do what it is you would love to do. Yes. Okay, fine. What would you love 
to do. And what's keeping you from doing that? Money. No. You. Yeah, good. Both answers. Yes. Okay. What would you do? What would you do? I, for years, said, and I would probably do this at this point again. I feel really good. I would be a trash man. No, not the group from the 60s. Oh, that's not a bad idea now that I think of it. But then I'd have to travel back in time. But that's not out of the question. I figured out how to do that. We, we can talk about that. I, I spoke of the Tibetan rites, which is a method of getting your body to go, to reverse its matrix and begin to become young. But entropy wins in the last analysis, but it's okay because the upgraded models are coming. I would be a trash man. If you uh, take an archaeologist and you say, archaeologist, tell me the truth. What do you find? And they have to say, everything everybody left behind. Do you mean by that trash? All right, so a trash man is a contemporary archaeologist, which is an entirely different way to think of it. Okay, so when the, the technology changed and we went from uh, uh, the dot matrix to um, some the newer form of pr printer, whatever that is, the landscape is littered with the obsolete, okay, so that means in landfills there's layers of technology and future archaeologists will dig into these things and go, my God, an iPhone, there's a message for you. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, well, come on. No, wait, it's, it's a flip phone. No, no, it's a, it's a, what was before that? Oh, the dial. It was a dial phone, yeah. Oh, yeah, when you carried around 50 pounds of batteries because you were totally cool and everybody admired you for it and were awed that you could... Um, I think there was one movie made in the 60s where the guy had to... Blah, 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 and everybody's got a cell phone on. Do you know there are no more pay phones? They're a thing of the past. They'll be in the landfill. Fine, okay. So what I'm talking about is going into a bright, beautiful future where we recognize everyone where there's no world of pain that we are so familiar with into guilt-free, into creativity, into just love everywhere, just love on the advanced planets. Okay, and this isn't, we are capable of being an advanced planet and we have an enormous population of people from advanced planets who, for bragging rights, have incarnated on this orb to assist us to wake up. And it's for bragging rights. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah, I was on Earth. Oh, God, man, are you okay? <laughs> How long were you there? Mm, 45 minutes. Really? My God, you've got huge coyote. <laughs> what is that word? Who knows? Cajones, there you go. No, uh, to awaken the humans. I mean, people. <laughs> Where are we? Time travel's easy. I'll do time travel for you. I teach a class called Galactic History, and I'm probably going to offer it once more. Uh, especially now that I don't spend half of it debunking the 2012 myth. Uh, time travel, time travel. Okay. 
no matter how fine a particle you can possibly come up with, and I'm talking to scientists, no matter how fine that thing is, it's made of three. Oh, yes, three. Oh, three, yes. One will be positive, one will be negative, and one will be neutral. Oh, okay. Before the invention of time, and it was invented, I was actually a pulse, but that's another thing. Uh, when matter was first introduced, light changed into matter, but the matter was not very well organized. Uh, each of these three little particles in every subparticle, particle, 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 times however many zeros you want to put in there, um, they all did each individually their own thing. And so matter had no cohesion. There was a finger snap in which all of the particles everywhere suddenly all switched from positive to negative to neutral, positive, negative, neutral, positive, negative, neutral, all of them, all the time. Matter had cohesion. So you got to understand that to time travel, really, yes. Mm. All you have to do to go into the future is slow down that process, and to go into the past, you speed it up. Seems easy enough, doesn't it? Wait a few thousand years if we're left on our own. Wait till we run into some friends in space. They're going to show us things like this, provided the government will let us know for their own good. <sighs> is it the... Um, what the American people are kept from knowing for their own good is the American people. It makes sense to me. I know someone that went to France, who will have nothing to do with this as far as I can tell, whose allergies vanished because they weren't eating GMO food. All right, I'm back. Yeah, so the galaxy. So. There are many, 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 many humanoid races throughout the entire of the galaxy. Uh, very close to us are the Pleiades, and these people sincerely would love to assist us to wake up. And they're there and they're doing it. Uh, during the galactic history class, I talk about crop circles. I have uh, not brought any illustrations of crop circles, but Crop circles assist you to recalibrate frequencies within your body, within your mind. The heart's doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, to awaken, that's their point. They are geometries that are placed on our planet that are now all over the web. Ooh, it's all over the web. Um, I want to know the spider. Where's the spider that built this web? Okay, uh, and they're there to activate. All you have to do is just be quiet and look at them. And that's part of the galactic history class. And you can actually hear things coming out of them. Many, many years ago, I did a show that was all crop circles. And I was surprised not to speak uh, because I was too busy listening. Crop circles. It's just amazing amounts of information for us here. Galactic, okay. The um, very beginning of the humanoid races 
occurred in the constellation Lyra. Lyra, Lyra. Okay, and they, over a period of evolution, went from fire to interplanetary travel, and they seeded many, 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 many planets, including ours, including the Pleiades, including um, Vega, including the Orion, the stuff we're interested in, the, the locals. And, and we don't have much scope yet. I mean, we know Pluto exists, we know the constellations exist, and we know there are stars after that, but we have no intimacy, we have no connection, we have no realization. And the, in the next novel that I work, am working on, there's uh, the most popular food source of all the humanoid species, not cows. Most popular thing to eat, the thing you can make a living at doing interplanetary trading. You ready for this? If you're in a car, buckle the seatbelt. If you're at home, tie something around you because this is the most amazing thing you've ever heard. The most popular food in our galaxy is grapes. Grapes. It's everywhere, grapes. Huge varieties of grapes. Who would have thought? We're design fruitarian. I mean, some scientists did figure that out. I did notice a lot of people switching to fruitarian, though. You know, your favorite fruit? Cow. You know, this is the planet we live on. Can we clean this thing up? We don't have to. I'm not here for that much longer, and I'm happy about it, but I'm going to make a difference. I already have. I had a very long time ago been struck by uh, walking pneumonia. All right. And as my temperature escalated, now I got walking pneumonia once a year for four years, the beginning of winter every time. And what about it? Oh, when I, I reached a certain temperature, this angel appeared. And the angel said, hey, take a look at this. And I saw people all the way to the horizon. And I said, well, um, yes, I see people, lots of people. Why am I seeing this? And he goes, these are people that telepathic TV, that the televisions, that are the books, the, all of the work, what's, uh, things Mary have done. These are people that have been influenced, that lead a different life that you'll never know, you'll never meet, and they may or may not know anything about you. But this is what's going on here. So that's easy one to understand. I mean, er, the, it's a wonderful planet to live on in that if I manage to get any point in your head and tomorrow you say it to someone else, then it's spreading. That's the thing about it, isn't it? It's spreading. The consciousness is spreading. Uh, I, in the galactic history class, I talk about uh, how to build your own flying saucer. I talk about the truth of time, uh, the truth of uh, interplanetary travel. It's not, a, it's not an abstract concept at all. It's very, very real, but the language we speak keeps... The only reason we cannot go visit the Pleiadians 
directly. You know, just they'd have a little quarantine area, but still, <laughs> um, that we would walk on their planet. They would talk with us. They could. I went there in a dream uh, to this place, and I was apparently very interesting. And I asked to understand the language that was being spoken. And so I was tutored, and the language spoken on the Pleiades is a combination of many thousand, many thousand star languages. Oh, pretty good. I thought French was rough. Fine, okay. Included were signs. Just about any movement that a human being makes is talking about communicating. See, that was nonsense because that doesn't mean anything. It's like someone else's. Okay? You know, you cannot, that means something. That means something. That means something. That means listen, by the way, in case you don't speak language like that. So they decided that my name, I'll pronounce my name in Pleiades. You ready? That's my name. You get that? Because the beard, this was a big deal. That's how you say me. Okay. Now, I was there for a long time. And uh, they began to rub hormone solution on their, ch men and women both, uh, began to rub hormone solution. And they began growing little beards because they had long ago done away with uh, not all the hair, just the hair on the uh, uh, body. Just body hair was all gone. Thing in the past. Eyebrows, hair, still there. So they began to do this, and <laughs> that's the oddest sensation um, to have that experience. Anyhow, let me just come back to where we are. All right, so our planet is beloved. By the way, the planet is not ill. The planet is not dying. We are not destroying anything. If you want to read Magic of Findhorn, uh, there's a chapter in Magic of Findhorn where um, Pang kingdom, is this too rough a concept? Nature is a kingdom. Nature does not fib. If that has pine bark on it, it's a pine tree. It's not a birch dressed up like a pine tree. Okay? It's very real nature in its own way. And it's what we've searched for. It's a maintenance-free environment. Nature. It's a maintenance-free environment. Oh, dear, I got to go and, and what? You don't have to go and do anything. Uh, rake up the leaves. The leaves will, why are you wait, raking the leaves? They, they make the ground fertile. What's the matter? I heard some uh, urban horror about uh, this uh, block where they cut down all the trees because the people didn't want to have to rake the leaves. That is about as dumb as it gets, as you can walk still facing forward. It has subject we were running down there, the Pleiadian language, the, oh yeah, government. There's so many things I wanted to say for us here. There, there's just, did I talk about, um, see, I don't run a track of memory the way most people do. So if I will just continue to talk. So let me move government out of the way. There's no real government on this planet. There are kingdoms, so what if you elect a new king? every four years, pardon me, every eight years. 
What about it? Um, oh, yeah, no, there's no real form of government. There's, there's fear. We've got fear. Yeah. Oh, IRS. Uh, government, yeah, right, okay. Love you all, love it. Anything, <laughs> everything is on your side. Going to prison is the opportunity to meet people you never met before. New friends. Oh, where did we put all that? Oh, government, a real government. I've explained it a few times on the show. And um, real government is nothing we have any idea of here. Uh, let us assume a longer lifespan and let us assume a human has decided to go into government work. So after a period of training, government work amounts to going from uh, that you would meet with, let us say, 28 other families. You as an individual would knock on 28 doors in a given month. 28 because the Mayan calendar happens to be real. And in the Mayan calendar, there are 28 days in every month. Does this at all sound familiar to our female incarnates? By the way, we guys run the same basic thing, except we don't know it because it's not as obvious. <laughs> There's a bunch of jokes we'll just leave behind. So this individual knocks on 28 doors in a given month. And in those 28 houses, he's welcome. They've known them for years. They sit around, he has dinner with them, and <coughs> they talk about whatever it is they talk about. So let's say um, it's the idea of um, bringing more spaceships into existence, okay? And so everybody has an opinion about that, and when they go and visit the areas where the physicists live, and they would be talking about different designing upgrades, et cetera, theoretical physicists, the actual physicists and the engineers uh, all work together. And so then the guy that knocks on 28 doors then knocks on a door where only other government people come and he explains the opinions of 28 other inhabitants, families on the planet. And so that person that speaks to that guy, well, that guy, then goes to someone who goes to someone who goes to someone. And there's no one person at the top. There's a committee. Uh, the galaxy, galaxy government runs on uh, seven sevens or 49, uh, runs on 49 individuals who are very advanced beings who constantly telepathically communicate with each other. Uh, the briefest part of it. The Earth is not represented in the galactic government. We are held as backward. We are held as badlands. We are watched over. Notice the abduction stopped. That's because the galactic government said, don't do that to uh, the Zetas who are just having such a good time. Uh, the Draconians, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll do a very good job of explaining all of these points. In the um, galactic history, oh, so then, then once they've decided, yes, we'll build more spaceships, then everybody gets to vote on, are you happy with that? And so there's, you're, you're constantly in touch with the government. It's like a nervous system extension of you. 
The government is supposed to be an extension of you. You're not supposed to be afraid of it. <laughs> Do you see how insane this place is? Oh, well, if you don't, that's okay. And it, no one's at fault. Oh, yeah, there's a good one. So there's no such thing as a victim. Because of free will, everybody chooses everything. So I chose to be shot to death. And I've said this so many times. I made that decision. The man that shot me chose to have the experience of shooting someone. The man that made the gun chose to have the experience of manufacturing guns, on and on and on. It is one incredibly well-choreographed dance that is throughout the uh, many galaxies, the universe, throughout the universe. We don't even know. We, can anybody name another galaxy near us? Andromeda, thank you. Okay. Um, the, um, we just don't have this scope. I mean, it, we had to get past 2012 to get it to be common knowledge that the solar system is in orbit. You remember Galileo? Yes, the man that invented fine. Oh, yeah, please call in. That's a good idea. Then we can steer this a little more succinctly. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hey, Neville. It's Lina. Lina, how are we doing? I'm pretty good. I can barely hear you, but we'll, I, I think it's my phone. I don't have it turned up enough. Oh, we did and it. I, I don't know how to do it. Maybe. Well, um, might be on this end. I, don't I, know. I was told once that uh, I was from the Pleiades. Yeah. And it just kind of resonated with me. Correct. And when you were talking, it brought up a kind of, you know, generic question, if you will, of why are we here, period? To have experiences is a correct answer. Another correct answer is joy. Oh, darn it. Another I can't hear you. <coughs> Two, we are here to have experiences. Yeah. We are here to experience joy. We are here to have fun. We are here to evolve. We are here to be better than we were. We are here to feel compassion. We are here to be. Any other questions? Wait, a, wait, hold on one second. No. You there now? Yes. Ah, good. I, I heard parts of that. I'm here to experience and I'm here to have fun. Close enough. <laughs> yes, that is enough. Yeah, okay. And to be. And, and what? To be. To be. But we are not here to do. Yes. Remember I got Yoda? That. Yoda said, um, do or do not, there is no try. You uh, perhaps you don't remember that. No, I'm sorry. It's my phone. I, I, don't I, talk I, about the phone. Okay. I, I'm missing. I'm missing w words. Okay, hang up and listen. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Lyman. Bye, bye. Okay, bye, bye. I appreciate your call. Everything is. Um, Thank you. Yeah, very brilliant to do. It's, uh, I'm so happy about the call. And by the way, if you have any questions or you would like to call into the show, please do so because uh, this always opens doors and it's much easier uh, if I know which doors people desire to have opened. All right, so we the human race. Oh, Yoda, uh, do or do not, there is no try. Uh, and up from that, it's be or be not, there is no do. 
which I sent to Urban Dictionary, which was to Urban Dictionary. That is not the, the brightest source of illumination. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, I'm Eve. Eve, what can we do for you? I, I have a question about how when you pray or you meditate, can you tell the difference between the divine within and your own imagination? How do you know when you're really hearing okay. from God or the higher okay. source? Okay. There is no difference. no difference. Your imagination is God. Now you want fact. You want truth. You want certainty. Well, there isn't. Because there is always more information. Okay. Now every once in a while, and it's a body response, every once in a while you will hear and you will know you are connected. Okay. Now that's very good to do, but it doesn't happen all the time. But I meditate, um, I don't know how long I meditate in any, in any given day. Uh, but there's a point at which, and if I try to recall it, it'll evaporate. But, oh yeah, as a matter of fact, they downloaded part of the show during the meditation, which was probably the meditation before I fell asleep last night, in which I was asked to ask you, the audience, anybody that can hear me, can you, within your heart, feel the possibility of becoming an advanced being? Okay, that was the, um, a direct fruit of a particular meditation. I meditate on being ascended. So there is first the idea of ascension. Okay, and I'm, I'm not discounting rapture or whatever word you have to describe this concept but it is a being who is more aware of love than not aware of love. The whole language we speak is not very aware of love. Okay? So then the um, ascension has to do with recognizing a greater love of everything. I've, I've, for years I've spoken this so often. If my foot fell off, I would say, oh, love that. And one would say, why would you love that? I would say, well, <coughs> I've always wanted to play with those. I, first of all, I could be six inches taller. Okay? First of all. And I'd have the other foot, so I'd be balanced. Um, and I've always wanted to fly to Africa and pace a gazelle. Because with the, the new prosthetics, I could probably outdistance a gazelle. And catch up to that cheetah, too. Because everything is love. Everything is love. We don't speak a language that allows it. Any state that water can be in is another way of understanding love. Now, there are none of us that don't understand frozenness, as far as love goes. I'm thinking that's a lot more people than we'd be comfortable with. I believe we're aware of boiling. Steamy? Is that coming true for you? Yes, you are. Yeah, foggy? There's another form of it. <coughs> foggy, if you say, I feel foggy, you're telling me you feel guilty. Guilt numbs and dulls and turns you resentful and imprisons you, and then you start hurting yourself to make yourself feel better. <sighs> but is it really the same thing, imagination and feeling the divine? I mean, there is some gradient. I mean, how do yes, you know when I you're said just there was some gradient. I said that God? with 
Excuse me? I said there's a gradient. Yes, there is. I'm agreeing with you. But there's always more than one correct answer. And anything that comes through your head is the divine. Absolutely everything is the divine. There's no exceptions to that. There is nothing that's not God. You're God, I'm God, the camera, the technology, everything is God. Okay, you want a private audience in which you are assured that something is going to happen. Then decide that and don't doubt your decision. And the universe, well, it's a harmony universe. You follow me? I do. Yeah. So as long as this is still the, oh, please don't beat me up too bad. No, that's not the way that works. It's like talking to an unbelievably loving father. It, has, it doesn't have to do with um, daily. My entrance into prayer okay, is first, I accept. Whatever the prayer, I accept. I allow. I surrender. And then I stop my thinking. Okay? And sometimes there is something there, and sometimes not. Now, if I wanted to pray about a specific subject, I have to look to see what it is. So, a greater consciousness. Okay, well, that's going to have to involve my participation. Well, if I pray for a greater consciousness, the first thing that I got was that I have to do something about that. You follow? Yes. Okay, so I decide I have a greater consciousness. All right, now, the next part of it's really easy. I just allow. Does that make sense? It does, but things come in which are real and which are not real. That's harder. Okay, so that is a point on which you have a snag. You're familiar with this concept? That's I'm caught. You're caught there. I, I don't know if I'm familiar. Okay. OCD? OCD? Obsessive compulsive disorder. That's where you're caught on something. You get caught. Like I have to, I have to move this light switch 15 times or the world will come to an end. You're following me? So to free yourself from having the idea that you, you must know if this is real or not. Follow? Oh, yeah. Okay. Doesn't make any difference. It is possible. See, the idea, what we came here to do was to have fun, to enjoy, to experience, to have a good time. As long as we have this right and wrong agenda, as long as things are good and bad, as long as they are false and true, we're bipolar. We're caught in this nonsense of back and forth. To free yourself from that is to see the third point of view, which is why I keep coming back to this book, which is, um, and so far I haven't found anybody that's even, um, you know, normally the other people are talking language codes. No, nobody is talking about the idea of switching from bipolar into Trinity thinking. So there is the third point of view. So right and wrong, the third point of view, right and wrong are the same thing because they are both teachers. So it doesn't matter whether it's real or not because real and unreal are both teachers. There is nothing but education. When you die, there is still more education. 
there is nothing that is not education. It's, it's just what it is. So much so, it doesn't make any difference. Now, on this planet, which is uh, very fond of fear, they invented the word exam. They invented the word test. So you're examining these things, and you're testing them. But that's, they're not real. They're only more education. You're with me? Yes. <coughs> Thank yes. you for being very bright, because I can see that this is assisting you. Because this whole thing has had uh, countless generations of mankind paralyzed uh, with guilt and fear and doubt and worry and feeling uncomfortable and, and just all of this nonsense. One, two, three, you are free. It's that simple. We just have to wake up, and that's not difficult to do. Because every day we're a little more awake. Now, the more we can add meditation and prayer into the daily routine, there you go. And that's the most we can do at this point. There's what happened to me. I got hit in the head with a bullet, and I woke up very conscious. Good Lord. <laughs> it didn't get a lot. Well, of course, I was a mess. I couldn't even speak for a long time. But I remembered everything that happened while I was dead. I talked to angels for simply eons. I have no idea how long I was on the other side. And um, God, there's a thousand stories. I just want to run this down because this, is, this was for me the, the more productive end of being caught between two poles constantly going back and forth like a 60s alarm clock. Uh, when I was on the other side, the angel takes me in and he goes, kid, here, look in this room. And I look in the room. There's the guy shoots me, I shoot him, I shoot him. Hundreds of lifetimes went by, back and forth. Angel pulls me out, because I would have been stuck. The angel pulls me out of there, puts me in the next room. Next room, there's the guy and I, the two souls, on either side of a desk. And we've just written the contract. And the other guy says to me, you know, kid, when you're 27, I'm going to blow your head off with a handgun. And I go, yes, yes, you are. And I signed the contract. And we laughed and laughed and laughed. Okay? Now... Why is that funny? Because it is. Everything's funny. It's, I'll explain why it's funny. Okay? Because it broke me out of that. Now, I get shot. I wake up in the hospital. I can see people in past lives. I can see futures. I, I can dream Pleiadians. I can, I can do what it is I do. And more than that, I've got marbles. More than that, I've got a publisher. More than that, I can get books out to help people. More than that, this show's run. This is almost 700 shows just as telepathic TV. All of that stuff out. All right. About a year and a half after the shooting, it strikes me that I cannot forgive the man that shot me because <laughs> there's nothing to forgive. forgive. Forgive is a real victim word. Victim forgive word. is, uh, as soon as I hear forgive, I go, oh, what a wuss. If, if I'm forgiving someone, then I've had something wrong done to me. Oh, please, that's thinking from the cave. Revenge is just silly. Revenge never ends. It doesn't gain anything. It just loses. All right, so let us say that it's three years now after the shooting. And one day, it strikes me that I absolutely love the man that shot me to death because he
she agreed to play a real bum role, to just murder a human being just like that. That was really quite a noble thing to have done, that, to play that darker role. Anything dark results in everything light. Um, okay, now, the moment that I loved that soul for having shot me to death, I was free of that back and forth. Otherwise, I would have had to have been born as a man trained to kill. One way or another, hunted that person down and killed them. I'd have been stuck in that loop for another lifetime, another lifetime. That's why it's funny, because I'm no longer stuck in the loop. So you personally figure out the worst thing that was ever done to you and recognize that you love that person for having done that to you. And then you won't have to do it to somebody else. Eve, you with me? Yes, I am. Yeah. This is a very important thing to do. Uh, in a couple of weeks, this show will be up in the archives, and it's called Galactic History, if you want to uh, uh, run over this, because I know uh, my memory alone, if it wasn't written down, uh, things I have to read eight or 900 times before they will actually print in my thinking. But uh, I do understand that. So uh, the movement forward of the human race, we are so much more advanced. If this was a century ago, um, 1913, okay, uh, we, we have an amazing advance. Uh, I can, with an iPad, look up any fact that's listed on the internet, just like that. It's like walking with 100,000 libraries in your pocket. We're, we're very, very advanced compared. The, everything moves more smoothly. Everything flows so evenly, whenever that is. That, um, so we're very advanced. And now that we're past the nonsense of 2012, did you notice the first thing they did after 2012 was a <coughs> to attempt to sell us the financial cliff, but we didn't buy it? Eh, they're done. They're done. That's the end of that. Nobody bought it. Yeah. We're free. Well, a lot freer than we were. And in the future, more free. And when it's okay for UFOs to land in your backyard, well, they came for the barbecue, really. Well, no meat, you know. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know. We got barbecued, uh, what is that thing? Papaya. Mm, good, okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Humans, okay. Um, Eve, thank you very much for your call, and please call in again, and I appreciate this very much. And it's very kind of you to have done that. So just, um, you know, open yourself up and, and just let it pour in, because that's what, it's about receiving, it's about uh, surrendering, it's about allowing. Human beings manipulate, that's fairly accurate, manipulate or allow. The more you manipulate, the less you allow. The more you allow, the less you manipulate. All right, thank you very much. And it's time for... And here's our dangling Camille who gets to cameo. And here comes the duck. And, oh, back. <laughs> I'm getting duck sick. There we go. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, let me... Talk. 
I am always in the right place and my timing is always perfect. This is Mary's deck, which is the chakra affirmation cards. And I am always in the right place and I am, and my timing is always perfect because everything is perfect. Would you prefer to live, thank you. Would you prefer to live in a perfect world or live in an ideal world? For those that answered ideal, don't forget that if something goes wrong in the ideal world, you simply have no tools. But if something, and I'm not back to right and wrong, I'm just talking about this. Okay, <clears throat> if something goes wrong in the perfect world, then it is incumbent upon you to recognize that as perfect. And that is the way that works. All right, so there's uh, still trillions of things, trillions and trillions. And um, call in if you think of things that have to do with um, expressing love more. At some point, you would perfect, be perfectly welcome. How do we get the language to understand everything in terms of love so that we have words to replace the, uh, the haters? The haters are simply uninformed. Um, uh, love is being disguised for them. And um, speaking of, we have a clear shot of that? The last painting that uh, just downloaded, that just insisted on existing, uh, is, and we've been talking about it all evening, uh, this is the constellation of the Pleiades. And that is the pyramids here on Earth. And above it is the Earth moon. Okay. Now for this painting to be reality, we would have to include the solar system in the Pleiades. We would have to be part of the constellation of the Pleiades, Pleiades, however you wish it pronounced. Okay. In order for that to happen, we would either have to move through space or move through time. And this is not out of the question because the star, oh God, I just got this painting. The stars are living sacred geometries. Because the Pleiades are not that far away. And as soon as we can recognize the entire of the zodiac as a single constellation, we're in it. You follow this? That's what that painting meant. I never understood it to that moment. Because I knew, I intellectually realized somewhere in the process of the painting that it, it had a bigger message and that it was possible for it to be. Um, but I wasn't ready to download it till just then. I did it. I put the geometry together. Uh, before I start telling that story, we have another painting to look at. And that painting is not up yet. There we go. It's the peace wall. Okay. Uh, I always think graffiti is just a remarkable thing. Perhaps I've explained this before. But the graffiti was the first. Okay, cave paintings were technically the first graffiti. By the time the ancient civilizations, say ancient Rome, got a hold of the concept of graffiti, it had become tabloid. It had become a method of spreading information. It had become political. 
in ancient, if you ever watched the um, program Rome, uh, which was an HBO special, which they didn't continue because they were too expensive, which is too bad because that show was really warming up and nothing is bad uh, and it's the way it's supposed to be. See how instant that goes through the mind even though the speech is still antiquated? Anyhow, uh, politicians in ancient Rome would hire people to go out and graffiti scandal about other politicians. And then the other politicians would pay people to go out and scrub off the graffiti. We've got all this on the net. And there's so much on the net that nothing lasts for more than, uh, what is that, a second? Andy Warhol's 15 minutes is now down to a nanosecond. And uh, we have uh, yet another painting, okay. This is, um, in any tarot deck that is traditional, the card of magician has a infinity sign over his head. So, struck by awe, as a matter of fact, for this concept, and I still see it. Um, what about it? Oh, yeah. Um, this would be the three magicians, just logic, right? That's the name of the painting, the three magicians. Okay, Picasso did a painting called the three musicians, and that's why I did this. Okay, and the center one. And uh, this thing, uh, uh, any painting there is calls a spirit. And um, I'm definitely three magicians. <laughs> I think I'm more than three magicians, but it gives me something to do. And so I did an enormous series uh, uh, in the form of graffiti. And continuing them, they just uh, are not going to stop. But uh, there'll be more paintings uh, coming in the future. And um, if you wish, you can join us at Ruby Tuesdays this evening, provided this is Thursday the um, 1st of August, because it's too, um, yeah, it's um, two awk is Mayan today. Uh, two is uh, magnetic, uh, pardon me, two is lunar, and awk um, is uh, loyalty to self. So magnetize loyalty to self, and we will see you guys soon. Let me see what else there is. Mary will be back next week. Uh, Mary has produced a huge uh, number of um, tarot decks that are all wonderful. I'm especially fond of the, um, uh, all of them, and uh, the one we used this evening, uh, the Chakra Affirmation deck, because that does something none of the other decks do. Um, I'm not aware of every deck there is, but this is actually proactive, what you can do. It's not uh, to be interpreted. It speaks it, and then, uh, of course, it's to be interpreted, but it speaks it, and then you get a grip on things, that, and that is the point. The hero always is the person who tells you everything is going to be all right. That is the job of the hero. If you want to be a hero, start telling people it's all going to be all right, and you'll never be wrong. It may be a matter of time. Reincarnation may be involved. However, you're going to be correct about that. It is the way it works. Um, seems like there would be other things going on, but I don't know what they are. Uh, paintings call me yet again. And if you get the opportunity, um, give us a call on next week's show. We would appreciate hearing from you. And, okay. Well, so there's a thousand other points to make, all of them which take a little bit of time. Why not? Fine. Looking forward to seeing you. 
uh, waveform generator, the device. There we go.